0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica. Hey, you big dumb dopes. Time to put the brooms away. 1 1. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go!
1: You are listening to Ken LaVica Live.
2: What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up
1: now live from the Anajar and Levine accident attorney Studios it's Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063
0: Theo should we uh, should we play the songs to start things off Let's play the songs Let the music move yeah. and then we have to pray right Stone we have to pray. Uh, but but first, let's hear the songs. Denver, what happened last night? What happened? You're getting angry. You're getting extremely extremely frustrated. Well, Denver, enjoy your songs. The fray. <laughs> one one. John Denver? Not yet. Wait for it. The phrase from Colorado. Not quite Denver, but we didn't have a lot of options to choose from. Denver not exactly a music hotbed.
2: All
0: right. Now, what Theo's waiting for. He hasn't even heard these yet. I present to you, John Denver. Beautiful. I mean, just majestic. Yeah. Just like the Rockies.
3: Rock oh, Dang. my goodness. They ain't got much to work with in Denver.
0: Not a lot. That's, not a lot. That's rough. Yeah. Those are
3: the top two Denver songs we can come up with.
0: Yeah, not a lot to, to work with defensively for the Nuggets in the fourth quarter mm. last night either. Mm. Oh man, I feel great. I don't know about you guys, but I feel great. So what we need to do, what we need to do is as we start every show, uh, we we have started a new religion here on Kenlevick Alive. It is Calebism. So gentlemen, if we could, by your heads, let's pray. Our deal is Caleb Martin, through your trials, tribulations, your headaches, your chills, your illness... You still found a way to guide us. Your tenacity, your spirit—it teaches us how we should conduct ourselves in everyday life. With a faith, with a desire, with a knowledge that we too can achieve at the highest level. Kayla Martin, Theo, bow your head. I can't bow my head. He- may you be delivered to South Florida three safely. Points. Be filled with chicken noodle soup and be prepared for the battle ahead in game three at your Waterside Settlement. In Caleb's name we play, Amen. Amen. Was that a play on words? It was actually a mistake, but it worked. I figured that and I liked it. Yeah. And Amen, because he's the man. 1-1. 1-1. One, one. That fourth quarter was electrifying Wait, Caleb, last night. Caleb Martin, though, we do have to pump the brakes. He's sick. He's sick. I know he's, he's sick. sick. He's sick. And he had a big three. Yeah, He I had was a this
2: big day. three in the fourth quarter. All we needed was that three ball in the that fourth. Was it. To praise him. <laughs> right. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. It was Just huge.
0: It. This man's Excited. been fighting illness. This man is the reason that the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. Yep. This man did not play well in game one because he was feeling the early effects of a bug, of a virus, and yet last night, 21 minutes, 21 minutes for the man, the Kayla Martin flu game, huge three, big-time defense in the fourth quarter, Gabe Vincent, 23 points, Jimmy Butler willing himself to eight points in the final three minutes and 45 seconds, the Heat have done what nobody thought they could do, Theo, they've won a game in this series. It's offensive that after game one, there were so many declarations that the series was over. I said Friday, right here on this show, the word to describe how I felt about the Heat was optimistic. I was optimistic and want to know why, because this team outplays every team in the fourth quarter, and it happened again last night. The great Jokic, yeah, he got his... Points-wise, but he was frustrated. He's slapping Bam across the forehead, Mm. flailing arms, getting dominated defensively. 1-1, and Theo, the Heat have as good a chance of winning the NBA championship as the Denver Nuggets.
3: I mean, you would even have to say at this point, after stealing home court, the Heat have... Home court advantage in the yeah, NBA Finals. They,
0: they, have the, they have the advantage when it comes to the discussion yeah. of who wins the title.
3: It's a best of five, and he'd have three home games. So that's exactly where you want to be if you're in the NBA Finals, um, three wins away from clinching it. I, I do love that it is – I feel like I can't remember another NBA Finals where one game in with a team that has not already been a crown champion before, right. the Denver Nuggets their first time ever uh-huh. even making it to the stage uh-huh. – one game in, an 11 point victory, and everybody, and it was like a consensus. It was, it was, Damn. it almost felt crazy to say the Heat could win game two or could win the NBA Finals because everybody had the Nuggets, not just in a sweep, but just winning in general. And I think it's crazy.
0: After game one, where the Heat battled back in the fourth quarter yes. to make things interesting, put things into a situation where the Nuggets had to play everybody until the final buzzer. The Heat became a punchline. It was up. Saw this coming because it, it, there, there is this this desire for the NBA talkers to fall into the same trap that they've been falling into all postseason. Oh, uh, surely the Heat can't continue to do this against the Bucks. Ah, uh, at some point the Knicks' defense is going to break them down. Ah, uh, the Celtics. This team is destined for the championship and. Oh, three games to none. Oh my goodness. First team to come back and win a seven-game series down three games to none, but no. And then again, same trap after game one. Uh, this was this was Jay Will. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1063. This stone was Friday. This was Friday right here on ESPN 1063. And the man even brought props. To the studio the man turned into a prop comic he was carrot top for christ's sake this was Jay will mm-hmm. this was his analysis this was his analysis of the heat nuggets nba finals after game one i think a sweep is on the table <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and i said that yesterday you laughed at me no when did you say that yesterday you don't remember me saying that yesterday no I didn't use the word sweep. Well, <laughs> what did you, what did you say? Then? That's kind of the whole shooting match, right there. Key is the word sweep. <laughs> I didn't say. Remember, I didn't say sweep. I said that they're going to play four the games. Ashword came remember out. I kept saying that. Yeah, it's going to be four, four games, games for yep. Miami. And why would that's you going? I've got I a word for this complete.
0: analysis that starts with S.
1: Here I left it for you. <laughs> Sucks. I wanted them it's to attack it. you. Got me.
0: another <laughs> word that starts with he S. Wants S. The, the, the 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 Twitter mob to come after
1: you, not him. Is
0: the basic thing.
1: I I just. Jimmy is special. Like, listen Jimmy for it, Theo. Get he's going to put the pr- on the floor. He has a very box un- game with the way he gets his shot off, too. And by the way, Aaron Gordon, the company, they need to stay disciplined because Jimmy will ball fake the hell out of you he'll right. pump fake you he He'll them pass pits, fake you yeah, giving him a tip get to certain spots on the floor by the way Aaron he'll Gordon
0: quick reads life's not so It'll easy when you're not but
1: isolated with Gabe Vincent huh it is going to be interesting how they guard him i think you also see Jokic involved in a lot of pick and roll i do think though that at the end of the day the uh-huh. power and the size of uh-huh. Denver is going to be different oh, yeah, how'd and, that go? and they also
3: got when you look break down that team Jokic their best player can shoot Jamal Murray, who's just almost as good as Jokic when it matters most, mm. can shoot. Except
0: KCB, if it's the final shot of game, t- I've game two. I've never said
1: about any team. This team has Warner played the with the Miami out. Heat sweep. You've never heard the word yeah. sweep coming out of my mouth with Miami. I may have picked against Miami, but I never said sweep. This well, one I you're think is different. sweep. Yes, I'm yeah. saying I'm holding a
0: broom in my hand but, today. Uh, just holding a broom, holding oh, a broom. He was legitimately yeah. holding a broom. He was for the national television audience. I mean, just shameful stuff. Shameful. And then, how about this turncoat? How about this turncoat? Because after game two, here on this glorious Monday morning in South Florida, Jay Will had to eat that broom. Mm. He had to eat it. Here's Jay Will. A little bit of a change of the tune. Yeah, I just got to eat crow. I got to eat crow, and I'm going to own <laughs> it like a man,
1: Max. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm going to own it like a man. I <laughs> said sweep, and sweep's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> mm. uh, stop the car, put it in reverse key, beep. Beep, beep. Own that it. is me today, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Well, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, you should be okay with it. I mean, these dudes shot
0: 50% i the heard point I've heard, enough. Point line I've heard
1: enough.
0: Yeah. He, at least he owned it.
2: Yeah. At least
0: he owned it. I mean, because was, because it was Stephen, the first three minutes of their yeah, show, too. Like, Stephen A. last night in the pregame show uh, on ABC, he's oh. talking about how no way the Heat win game two. No way the Heat win game two. And then after the game, post-game show, Kyle Lowry's coming up to visit the studio crew for an interview, and Stephen A's dapping him up like he didn't say all that nonsense <laughs> just two and a half hours prior. Uh. Stephen A would never admit to it. Jay Will, kudos, my friend. That's why we bleep with that dude. Because Absolutely. at least he owns it. At yeah. least he owns it. But he looks foolish. He looks foolish. I thought I was optimistic about it. I know my man Theo still felt fine because want to know why it's a best of seven. Not yeah. a best of three.
2: Not a best of one. This ain't the NCAA tournament. Sebastian seven. It, 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 can we be transparent, though? Last night when the lineup gets announced and Kevin Love's starting in the spot of Caleb Martin, where were we at a confidence level one through five? I, I wanted that. Did you?
3: I wanted Love. I called for Love. even on heating up before. I, I I felt Caleb, Now I didn't know it was going to work out as well as it did, and obviously that's just me throwing something out there. Well, I should
0: have started Love or played him in game one. I mean, he didn't play Spoh it all in game that. Spoh Spoh one. Spo admitted
3: it. I thought Kevin Love was a, a really good addition because if you think about it, too, like, he also adds on the other side of the court. It's not just his size and rebounding on defense, but on the other side of the court, he can, he can stretch the defense out and shoot the three if he needs right.
0: to. You at least have to think
3: about it. Yeah, like... Cody Zeller out there, and he still played, which is baffling I mean, to me. I mean,
0: old hammer hands, I can't watch him anymore. <laughs> that was not he, he literally has hooves for hands. He can't catch. He can't hang on to the ball. He's just throwing his body around. Uh, he doesn't make a single solitary bit of difference. Jokic sees him, and, and Jokic, yeah, Jokic looks at him and sees a T-bone right oh in front of him because he, he knows he's going to eat. Uh, no more Cody Zeller. I need him out of my life completely. It, it, it's it's about- malpractice. It is malpractice. Like, Spo, you're the greatest coach in the history of basketball. <laughs> this man is the one black mark on your resume. Stop it. Enough. So here's the question,
3: The only problem, somebody brought this up to me mid-game, because I was like, yo, why is Cody Zeller playing basketball right now? I was wondering the same damn thing. And part of it is, if you do start Kevin Love, Kevin Love can't be the starting four, and then also spell Bam when you pull Bam out, unless you pull Kevin Love early. So who do you put in at backup five when Bam steps out? Do you throw Haywood, Heis in and just go super small? Do you? I mean, you can't turn to Omer Yurtseven. Like the big man rotation is depleted. I think Cody Zeller is literally out there just to eat up a couple minutes. That's
0: exactly what it is. But because you can't play Bam forty eight,
3: you can't play Bam forty eight. But there has to be another. There has to be another uh, (laughs) Yurtseven. Hey, can we Omer Yurtseven? I don't think he's playable. (laughs) <laughs> When's the last time he played Cody Zeller's, Zeller's minute? not playable.
0: You're right. You're right. Cody Zeller. Here, here's what. If you're looking for a body, at least put in a young guy. And
2: he's not even a hack. Like, I think we'd be okay with it if yeah. he was throwing bows, if he was something. getting nasty, if he was putting yeah. his forehead against him, Pick Joker. up a technical or something. Something. Everything. Use those hammer hands something. like
0: we know you can. Just hammer people because you can't catch with a damn. Use them fouls
3: up. Do something. And I'm just, I'm sick of seeing, like, especially when he tries to make a play. He tries to do that thing where you know, like the fifth guy on the court, the role player. Oh, nobody yeah, expects it, so he tries to sneak yeah. attack a play in there, and then he fumbles the ball out. It's, it's
0: it's just, but you know what? Enough of wasting our time yeah, on sorry, Cody I'm Zeller. Sorry. Yeah, because Gabe Vincent is a winner. Yeah, Gabe Vincent is a winner. Twenty three points last night. How many times if we had a Gabe Vincent game in this postseason? It doesn't happen every game, but Gabe Vincent will always have winning moments within every game, and you can track back and even. Even in games where he has struggled mightily, like game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, where the dude was one of seven, terrible. What does he do? After an awful three uh, or a free throw or a a foul, I should say, leading to three free throws on Jason Tatum to bring it back to uh, arm's length distance for the Celtics, he comes down and just pops a mid range jumper with a fifteen on the shot clock right in their eye.
3: And had Jason Tatum reaching for the earth. Oh,
0: just on skates. Uh, Gabe Vincent just makes winning plays. And last night was another example. He just and, and it's not just on offense. Did you see him in that zone that the Heat incorporated yeah, that gave Nicola. the Nuggets fits? He's fronting yeah. Jokic at the free throw line, denying him at the free throw line, just scrapping, doing whatever he can. Like that heat zone last night, it, it 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 caused problems for Jokic because he was being forced to catch it in a spot where he didn't necessarily have the best options to distribute. We know Jokic, the Nuggets are at their best when he can distribute, yeah. but if he's catching. In his non-spots or he's having those denied while he's at least having to work for the ball, then it's problematic for him. Yeah. And the Heat exposed that a little bit last night. Stone, you know that I am a huge advocate of the let the superstar get his and take care of everybody else game plan because FAU worked it to perfection this year in their Final Four season. I think that that is the Absolute way to always go about it, no matter who you're playing. Jokic, 40 points last night, but he only had four assists because that zone made him uncomfortable, and a lot of that is Gabe freaking Vincent.
3: I think, too, the way that you willed it is is part of the solution as well. And the way that Eric Spolster waited until that very moment in the third quarter to start really putting that zone on on yeah. Jokic and really, like, sealing him off and making him work for buckets because now he's a whole half into the game, so he's a little bit tired, right? You've been making him work on defense a little bit more this game, too, so that's a little bit more exhausting. And now he has to work for every single possession, not just to get the ball, but once he gets the ball, you're not just doubling him and letting him throw the ball out there and be a maestro. Now you're making him work to fight into the paint to get buckets. like. I love the way that they made him work, and I'd live and die by that. Like, yeah. as long as he's not out there. Remember, game one, it just felt too easy for the Nuggets. Right. Game two, at least the Heat made them work, and you live with the result afterwards. And the result this time is a three point win.
0: And and Jokic, when he scores, he'll make it look easy because he is a superior offensive talent. I mean, was, I mean yeah. he's got the softest touch of anybody in the NBA. I mean, it was candy last night. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it, but
3: but it was candy, but it wasn't candy to get the ball right, and then to get into exactly. position. It was candy once he so shot
0: it. What you're not what what what's being discounted is that how hard it it, it was for him to work himself into a position. Sure to get to a place to catch the ball.
3: And then to know and that, that, you, that matters. And then to know that you can't just catch it and then turn and pass it out because the double's coming right. immediately. Now you have to catch it, and even though it's going to be a guy that you know you're going to score on, it's inevitable, it's going right. to happen, you it's still right. got to go
0: do it. There That's harder. A, there was a, a a bucket he scored on Bam in the third quarter last night where it was just an incredible move for the basket, but he had to make four to five different post moves, that yeah. footwork, to even get that shot off. And it was a difficult shot, and because he has great touch, it hit the front rim, hit the backboard, and rolled in. But that's the thing. Uh, he was, he scored 40, but a lot of those were – it was tough. It, either him getting into a position to receive the ball or him then getting the shot off. It required work
2: to do that. You talked about Spo and kind of how he plays that game and letting an, an opposing team's best player get his. And Dusty May did it really well this season and plenty of other coaches and not even just the NBA. You got to let that best player get his. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, they're 0-3 when he scores over 40 points. So you're just going to let this guy go. You just got to let him get his buckets and, and make sure that the guys around now, him aren't doing their thing.
0: Not saying that there should be a red carpet and just let him go <laughs> yeah, wherever yeah. he wants. It doesn't work like that. But you've got to understand the guy is is undeniable. Yeah. Uh, he is going to get his, but when it, when everybody else is frozen out, like where where was Aaron Gordon last night? It's amazing how much more difficult his life was when the adjustment was made and the zone was slapped on. Where you're not being isolated with Gabe Vincent, where you can bully him. Yeah, uh, it, it, when Jimmy is on Aaron Gordon, even with one leg, it's a lot more difficult for Aaron Gordon to do anything. You and then you're 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 saying, hey. Jamal Murray, we're going to try and limit you best we can. The big guy's going to get his, and we try and limit Jamal Murray the best we can. And that was the formula for success last night. Now, in the postgame, and what we're sort of hinting at here, and Stone presented that number, what, their 0-3 in the postseason when he scores over 440 or more? That's right. And this was their first home postseason loss The Nuggets. They hadn't lost at home since March, period. Ramona Shelburne of ESPN... Asked Spo about, hey, uh, let Jokic score. Let Jokic score. That game plan, is that something you went in and uh, that was what you were attempting to do? Spo, he didn't like the question, and he took it out on the simpletons of the NBA media and threw maybe the most disrespectful term at a media member that I've ever heard at Ramona Shelbourne. Here's how this went down. Uh, Final question, I'm left. Hey, Coach. Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. Uh, This is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when when teams play against
2: Jokic, you you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. He only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just... That's the untrained eye that that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice in two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say oh, make him a score. That's not how they play. They they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Um, and we, he has our full respect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Coach.
0: Let's just hear the, the biting. That's just someone with an untrained eye. And actually... I'm going to stand up for Ramona Shelburne. I think the execution of the question wasn't exactly what she wanted, but the premise of the question is actually very fair. And you don't you don't make Jokic a score. He's a score. Yeah. But if you're going to redo the question, it's probably um you allow or you you take away passing options so that Jokic's best option is to score. That's yeah. probably the better way to put it out there, but but it it certainly drew the ire of Spo and again, untrained eye, that's maybe the most harsh insult I've ever heard a coach deliver a media member. This is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when when teams play against Jokic, you,
2: you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer and he controls the game. He only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, it's just, that's the untrained eye Ooh, that God, says something. That is just biting. Mm. That is biting. Yeah. It gives me, and I hate to do this, it gives me Cam Newton, women don't know routes vibes. And, and I, just because anybody could have asked that question, just the harshness of yeah. it. Though, and the untrained eye. He, he just came after her. It could have been anybody in yeah, that Yeah,
0: He didn't do it because it's Ramona Shelburne. He
2: did it because he's, he, one,
0: he is probably exhausted by media at this point. Yeah. And also, two, You think he's going to sit up there and say, oh yeah, we know that the Nuggets aren't as good when Jokic is scoring a ton. He's not going to do that. So instead what he's going to do is he's absolutely going to go over the top and make sure that the Nuggets locker room doesn't get anything, that there's no narrative that's put out there because what the Heat did defensively last night, that is the formula to the trophy. That defensively is the formula to the trophy.
3: It almost makes me think, did Spo know that that was the formula all along, but in game one, it was more so like a filling out process, but then also knowing that you just came off the seven-game series, right? Yeah. You only have three days of rest. They've had 10 days. They're at home. That's a game that, like, I don't think the Heat would ever schedule well, in a loss.
0: At his shoot-around press availability yesterday, Spolstra did say He did come out and say, hey, game one, you're going against a team you're not really familiar with. He did allude to um, we went out there, we had a certain game plan, but understood that we needed to make significant adjustments After that, we had the wrong approach, at least defensively, at the onset. That's what I, when he said that, a team you're not overly familiar with, uh, and he admitted that he should have played Kevin Love in Game 1 or even started Kevin Love in Game 1, that, to me, the way I translated that was that Spo acknowledged we had an idea, we didn't have the full picture, we realized very early on in game one what the picture was, and we were better prepared, or we're going to be better prepared for game two. Does that at least make that's, sense?
3: That's, I think it's spot on, and also I think he was kind of rolling out, and again, they want to win every game they go out there to, to play. They, they're not going to put a game plan out there that they're going to design to no. lose, but what I'm saying is it makes me feel like he held cards purposefully because in game one, I feel like maybe he rolled out game plan B, game plan C, just to see how the Nuggets will react to it to get a feel for it. He knows it's a marathon. He knows the yeah. NBA Finals is a six, seven-game series likely. And then in game two, now that we're both on the similar amount of rest, I'm going to roll out game plan A of one of trying to make you – know, it was I obvious before the series started that making Jokic of score would be smarter than letting him have I everything. Just,
0: I, I just wonder, though, like a two-game sample size of that happening, if that's enough for you to say – to, to – to abandon what your your intuition is, three is enough of a sample size. Now, two though, I just I don't know. Like they Spoh had an intuition, and I think and Spoh's the best coach in basketball. That said, I think Theo and I I I think you're onto something, but I think we're giving him a little too much credit. It's okay to acknowledge that Spo might not have had the correct game plan in Game well, One.
3: I think also in Game One too, though, like. That game plan could have worked if the shooters hit their open shots. Sure. That game plan could have worked. If
0: they hit their open shots to the even to the half of the tune if they did in game seven against the Celtics, or even as a whole in the Celtics series, then it's a lot closer game.
3: There's so many different things that could have happened. So I'm not that's why I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think Coach Bo obviously already had this game plan in the back of his head, but also like I think it just even to me, you and Stone, like if you asked us before the series, like what would you rather? Jokic that's out here getting 14 assists, 28 points, and in, in 13 boards, or Jokic that's forced to just score and doesn't have the open vessels to everybody right. to kick out to all these open threes. You it's don't just want to easier... balance
0: Jokic. Yeah. There, you do not want to balance Jokic. Because he can score at any point.
3: Yeah. He can score at any point, and if he has all his other guys going, and he's just throwing the ball around and he's resting all game, and then in the fourth quarter he can turn it on, Yeah, kind of like what he did in the third quarter until the Heat switched uh-huh. up their game plan. Because you saw when he turned it right,
0: on, there's nothing right. you could do. And then in the fourth quarter, Bam did whatever he wanted.
2: Yeah. Theo, you're definitely onto something. I agree with Kim when he, when he says that, but I think to stick to the tune of what we've been talking about as far as just letting him get his, like in game one, you didn't really know. And and Spoke kind of hinted at as well what role player was going to step up. Aaron Gordon set the tone early in game one. Michael Porter Jr. was hitting big right. shots but game one. But it's
0: hard one. to know because the Nuggets it are is. so elite with their movement and their sets and they're who you have to account for so it is you can have a game plan but the nuggets i feel it can very easily and michael malone's no slouch Like i tweeted it yesterday the the uh what scares me most about the nuggets is that michael malone unlike joe mazula isn't a doofus (laughs) yeah right Uh, he actually knows what he's doing so it's one thing to have a game plan but then once you're in it it can be an entirely different thing
2: I uh, yeah, I mean I think that that's probably what it comes down to. For sure and I think in game one is a sense of almost being too little too late but at the same time that's yeah. not the case with these heat cuz they found themselves down 15 points it just didn't matter. I just man what a, what a gutsy
0: win last night. Great. What a gutsy damn win last night. But suppose say an untrained eye and he not only directed a Ramona Shelburne this was just NBA media as yeah, a whole.
3: Because everybody's saying it. We're uh-huh. saying it. Right,
0: right. right. We're, we're saying it, He's right. He's calling us untrained. I, I, I think that it's actually a pretty fair question. And I'm, I'll am i call myself an untrained eye. What yeah. I'll say, though, my untrained eye, because there's a lot of, how are the Heat doing this? How are the Heat doing this? How are the Heat doing this? Um, We've tried our best to try to explain or give our opinion how the Heat are doing this now through 20 postseason games. How would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? From our untrained eye to everybody else's untrained eye, how would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? And I think that the way to explain them is they follow the plan. They follow the plan. That is defensively make the star work. On offense, try not to get stagnant and cut, 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 move, move the ball, cut, and you've got to hit the open threes. Like that, that's the best way for me to describe the heat. Mm. And obviously, this is no longer an outlier. Through 20 postseason games, you're three wins away from the NBA championship. We're not seeing an anomaly anymore. What's crazy is that the regular season seems like the anomaly, but think about how many different lineups you're playing in the regular season, how much Jimmy sat. How much Kyle Lowry wasn't at your, 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 at your behest, right? Um, uh, the, the, the injuries that piled up, the issues that piled up. Gabe Vincent wasn't being put in a position to succeed, probably taking on too much of the load. But now, move the ball. Don't stay put. Defensively, make them work. The Heat have been really good in the zone throughout the postseason yeah. and hit your open shots. That's how I explain the Heat. To the untrained eye. How would you explain them, Theo?
3: To the untrained eye. I would say they're just impervious to situations. Like, they can win any game. They can lose any game. Whether they're up by 10, 15, down by 10 or 15, on the road game seven after losing three straight, or in a play-in against a team that they're obviously better than. This postseason, the Heat have, like, the variability of them winning and losing is just so wide-ranging that you can't sit here and predict confidently what's going to happen. You know they'll follow the plan. You know they'll have answers and counter punches no matter what. But because of the variance with their shooting, because of the variance with Jimmy and Bam, you don't know what you're going to get out of them aggressiveness on a night-to-night basis. It's just like it feels like a coin flip. And they've and maybe that's what's throwing people tails.
0: off. I would argue that there are teams that are just as coin flippy as the Heat, but I think that the Heat undrafted guys get fixated on. So when the Heat get coin flippy, then it's, It's, oh, see, I told you they were bad because they have all these undrafted guys. Yeah. Whereas the Nuggets shut down in the fourth quarter last night. The Celtics, Uh, I I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the second coming of basketball Christ, (laughs) they shut down. The Heat, to speak to that point, Theo, the Heat are plus 90 in the fourth quarter in the postseason. Mm. Plus 90. First quarter minus minus one, second quarter minus 11. Third quarter minus 12. Fourth quarter, they are outscoring their opponents by a combined 90 in that period. Unfazed. And they are unfazed. How would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? I say they follow the plan. They follow the plan and execute the plan as well as any team in the postseason. Theo is going with unfazed. They're unfazed. They rise to the occasion in the situation, and that's a tangible point because the Heat are plus 90 in the fourth quarter in this postseason. Plus 90, and they don't have a devastating quarter. The third quarter typically, for whatever reason, over the last decade for the Heat, has been the third quarter, the mess. Mm. They've kept it. Some of these third quarters look like they've been going sideways in this postseason. They've kept it to a minus 12. They hang in, they hang in, they hang in until their money quarter. That's a personality trait. That's a, per- that's a trend.
3: It's the one you want.
0: That's a trend, absolutely. If you have to pick one quarter yeah. to
3: be plus 90 in, Yeah. it's going to be the fourth every time.
0: I'm curious, though. Let's assume we're all untrained eyes. Okay? I'm okay admitting it. How would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? They are three wins away from a championship and now have home court advantage in the NBA Finals over the mighty Jokic. How would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 us, at KLV1063. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. I don't think there's a wrong answer unless you say luck. Because we are past the point of luck having anything to do with this. You don't play 20 games and are three wins away from the championship where luck could come into play. How would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and Twitter always open for you, at KLV1063, whether I like it or not, Twitter's always open for you. He's Theodore Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken LeVick, I'm live on ESPN 1063. Through the heat foul here. I'm taking a foul, I'm not allowing them to get off a
1: three.
0: Denver does have a timeout, but they're not using it. Four seconds. Murray step back. Three pointer. Swung goal. Fight for the rebound, Martin. And it's over. The
3: Miami Heat have tied the NBA Finals.
1: Now, back to Ken Lavicka
0: live on ESPN 1063. Highlights courtesy of ABC. Mike Brain on the call. The Heat win last night. Hang on. A three point win. Got a little dicey at the end. The Heat were up 11, but 111-108 11, 11, final. And, and Jimmy poking away the dribble momentarily from Jamal Murray with about four seconds left as he crossed half court. That's a completely underrated portion of that final sequence. Yeah. That ruined the entire rhythm of of what the nuggets were trying to do how would you explain the heat right now to the untrained eye i think they follow the plan better than any team this postseason no matter the team they just follow the plan and that plan is offensively move 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 cut 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 and hit the open three hit the open three and defensively just make the stars work i mean think jalen brunson Tore the heat up with that floater, that mid-range jumper, yeah. but he had to work for everything. He had to work to he, get
3: up the court, right? He of was Gabe
0: Vincent, right? He he, multiple times in that series had to play forty-eight minutes, and that ultimately, at the end, he didn't have anything left. Yeah, I, that that stuff matters. And you could say, "Oh, Giannis was hurt. Giannis was hurt." Well, Giannis paid the price for doing his reckless bowling ball to the rim. And why did he get himself hurt? Because the Heat did the job to rotate over and contest that bowling ball to the rim. And then Giannis had the ankle issue, or the, the back issue, and the rest is history. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho. To learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joy replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Another thing that occurred to me last night, you can rattle the nuggets. If you think about it, how much adversity have the nuggets actually faced in this postseason? Mm. Didn't lose at home. In this postseason, and the first time since March until last night, how much adversity have they actually faced? And you saw what happened when they started to get frustrated last night. The Heat were very fortunate to get into the fourth quarter down only eight. And then by the time it was two minutes gone, the Heat had the lead because yeah. uh, the, the Duncan Robinson experience started. But then once shots start, hitting the rim for the Nuggets, and the Heat are starting to hit threes. Then there's Jokic doing the typical Jokic, frustrated, flailing, making contact, lashing out in frustration. His temper problem that we know is there started to bubble to the top. Again, all of these things, that's the winning formula. If you can get these guys thinking about it, and Michael Malone was talking about it last night, how – how a number of players, including Aaron Gordon, including uh, Porter, uh, they they their shots weren't falling, so yeah. they started getting frustrated and they took themselves out of the game. Um, that that matters. You do that. This is how you beat the Nuggets. It's a physical and a mental game with the Nuggets. If you can get start scratching the surface of the mental part of it then you can win this series. And I think that started. I mean, the Nuggets had guys skipping media availability last night. Mm. I, like, I, I mean, KCP skipped media. Porter
2: skipped media. Aaron Gordon, I think,
0: as well. Gordon skipped
2: media. KCP
3: had his little pregame interview.
2: Uh-huh.
3: he did his little pregame interview uh-huh. during shoot-around. His I thought con- that was so cute. His
2: confidence on and off the court scares me. Like, you have to have it. Yeah. You need to be delusional but to be a professional But this is the athlete. other side
0: of that. It this is. is the other side of that. If you skim... If you skim that mental surface of the Nuggets, it's not very deep. And this is how you can start to... They are endlessly talented, and they are buckets across the board. But if you can start to, even in the littlest, the
2: slightest, get them to doubt themselves, this is how you beat the Nuggets. I want to get on board with that. Like I think it's a great point on the surface, but then every time I hear Mike Malone speak, it kind of brings that fear back into me. Like how he's able to... Level these guys' heads and and talk about discipline. Well, why do you think everything? But
0: why do you think he has to constantly preach discipline? Because <laughs> he's a damn good coach. He knows, but he also knows this team. Yeah, he knows that it can get undisciplined. You don't hear Spo talking about discipline. He talks about uh, these guys like doing it the hard way.
2: These guys are into the suffering, <laughs> and he's blessed for that, right? To have a guy like Jimmy who who says those things for him, in a M- sense,
0: Michael Malone knows that discipline is the Achilles' heel of this team, and it's why he keeps giving these pep talks, these game one. They won every game one in the postseason, so you need to take care of business game one. We haven't done anything yet. We've only won one game. All of these things he's doing in the locker room because everything is a pep talk. He needs these guys to get the pep talk to keep them disciplined. That, to me, the way Michael Malone handles his team and the way Eric Spolster handles his team, the words they say, the different approaches they take to keep everybody locked in – that tells you a little bit about the personality of these teams.
3: It it tells you a little bit about that and also the process of the coaches. And I think another thing Michael Malone might trip into the trap of is he's also been running that mouth a lot on the on the podium throughout this postseason. Disrespect,
0: disrespect, 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 disrespect. I mean that's and, a common theme.
3: And and I, I would I would beg to wonder if the Heat do get another one and go up to one. And he starts hearing the chatter because obviously he's locked in on the, on the media. Oh, he, he's watching first he's take.
0: The, he's, he feels he's, like the most online coach in yes. the NBA.
3: He's on Twitter. He's watching first take <laughs> yeah. and undisputed. He's, he's waking up. He has alerts on his phone with every tweet he that mentions stop. his name.
2: Can't stop talking about the Lakers. He
3: loves him some Lakers. I'm just thinking, like, if there's more, like, the Heat really take advantage of whatever cracks they can see in the armor of the other teams, whether, no matter how big or small it is. And, again, Michael Malone. You know, maybe maybe able to agitate them a little bit, especially after this game, people are going to start talking about how the heat got them. they've answered. Michael Malone might say something at the press conference uh, in these coming days that, that give the heat a little bit more edge.
0: I just what's wild to me and I mentioned the plus 90 that the heat are in the fourth quarter in this postseason in 2020 in the bubble when they went to the finals, they were plus 94 mm. in the They were a minus 28 in the first quarter. Minus twenty eight. I feel like I remember first those, those. Yeah, miserable first yeah. quarter. And then they were plus ninety four. There is, it, so so again, uh, you can have jaw drop plus ninety. How does that number even happen in the fourth quarter? But there's they, they they've, they've done it before. tell you. I, this is there there is, and it's hard to put a finger on it, but there is something there. This Heat team is different than their opponents. In the fourth quarter, they execute better. I, I don't know if it's conditioning, which I don't know, because the heater hurt all the time, so I don't think it's conditioning. But there is some sort of, and it's tough to fully wrap your, your, your arms around because it's maybe not a tangible thing, but this is where mentality comes into play. You either believe or you don't. And I guess Jimmy Butler talks about it all the time. We're going to keep uh, staying true to the plan. We're not going to get too up, too down. I suppose, Theo, like there's probably something to that that differentiates this team from other teams, and I suppose it hooks into what I'm saying about the Nuggets. If you can scratch that mental surface mm. like the Heat did last night and get Jokic frustrated, and then some of these dudes start to lose a little bit of confidence, maybe that's what separates them. And it seems like sports talk gobbledygook, but you can't, you can't discount it if those, those numbers are there. Those numbers don't lie.
3: The numbers don't lie, and, and beyond that, it's like, like, how else do you explain a team that is perceived to not have the level of talent as all these other teams being there year after year after year, making the finals more times than Giannis has made in the past four years, more times than Jason Tatum has made it the past four years? Like, there's something.
0: And I wonder, you mentioned the word perceived, I get, it, it's why we keep having Mike Greenberg giving in the postgame last night, game two NBA finals, talking about the Heat in relation to how the better team didn't win the Eastern Conference Finals. That's nonsense. In a best-of-seven series, the team that gets to four first is the better team. Yeah. That's enough of a sample size. You can say perceived better talent, but not better team. Uh-uh. But maybe the perception of the Heat talent isn't where it is. Should be, which is why we have these continual bang your head into the wall conversations about how are the Heat doing this? How are the Heat doing this? Maybe that's why we keep having those conversations. How would you explain the Heat right now to the untrained eye? One one with the Nuggets, three wins away from an NBA championship. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Ghost tweets in. No quit. Team first. Heat culture. Um, Bob tweets, a bleeping, well-coached, and well-oiled machine. Uh, Mike, the hardest-working, most well-coached team in the league with guys who don't give a crap about anything but winning. I mean, that... That's all. That, that sums it up. Uh, Ravens, coaching and grit, very similar to FAU, just a group of humble dudes, not worried about their stats, just one common goal shared between them all, winning, Tequila Mockingbird, hashtag heat culture. Mm. I, I, but, but again, none of these are X's and O's. The, the X's and O's part is so difficult to pinpoint with this Heat team. I really think it comes down to the Heat identity offensively when it's really working is ball movement. They, they it, Long gone is the Buck series where it was give Jimmy the ball yeah. and let him cook. Oh, yeah. That ankle, Josh Hart destroyed that ankle beyond recognition. Jimmy's not the same guy. Bleep Josh Hart. I hope he's enjoying it, it. It drives me crazy that this guy is sitting here tweeting, giggle, giggle, giggle about drinking his his partner's breast milk. Yeah. All the while, he ruined what was turning out to be an individually brilliant, individually brilliant postseason. That said, the way that he'd have compensated for a significantly less than ninety percent Jimmy Butler, that I think is the most inspiring part about this postseason run. Yeah. This is where this has become so enjoyable because you've had. Multiple Gabe Vincent moments. Duncan Robinson, twice in three postseason games, has taunted the crowd. Duncan Robinson has taunted the crowd. He had, he, in, in game seven against the Celtics, he's holding the, his ear, Hulk Hogan style, to the Boston crowd, saying, I can't hear you guys. Mm. I can't hear you guys. Last night, he has that flurry, the two threes, the and one, the layup at the rim. The explosion in the fourth quarter, and he's mean-mugging the crowd in Denver. And I, I, I saw someone on Twitter say that uh, he's doing this in, like, 10-point games. If he gets to, like, 25 points, he's going to be calling all the Denver white players crackers. <laughs> like, he, like, he is just, he is just like, oh my uh, God. But, but this guy, the confidence that these guys have. I yeah. mean, Max Struess was horrific. All-time terrible NBA Finals performance in game one. He set the tone in game two. Popping threes. Mm. I, Open I, with. I, it's just yeah. So it's it's just it, to me, explain the heat. Maybe it's maybe it's better the way you put it though, Theo. To the untrained eye. Explaining the heat to the untrained eye, it's unfazed. It's unfazed. Maybe that is better than trying to pinpoint anything X's and O's. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 Tweeted 760 3776 us at KLV 1063. 888 760 3776 And for the for the crowd that says, oh, the Heat can't keep this up. The Heat can't keep this up. One, I tell you they've kept it up for 20 games, but two, I have some tangible numbers to show you why the Heat can absolutely keep this up. We are no longer in anomaly stage. He's Theodore, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. overcome a 15-point deficit. Duncan Robinson drives and finishes. Another tough shot. Ten straight points by the Heat. And Denver needs a timeout. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Duncan Robinson. He started that whole thing off. I mean, that fourth quarter for Duncan, the beginning of the fourth quarter for Duncan Robinson, that was electric. I mean, popping threes in Jeff Green's face. His 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 game with Bam. How has nobody figured out how to game plan against that?
3: I, it's it's puzzling to me too that Duncan Robinson has had all of this growth, and it feels like we're just now seeing it in the playoffs. Like I can't think of a time that we've seen a player. I mean, obviously he's been working on his game all year and he's right. been developing and whatnot. But God
0: knows he had enough time to. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing any action?
3: Uh, a, a big disappearing act in this 2022-2023 uh, regular season, but I mean, he's coming out at the perfect time for the Heat, and it's it's like it's almost like a new player. It's almost like yeah. we've unlocked something new with Duncan yeah. Robinson. His, his his
0: he putting the ball on the floor. He he blew by Jamal Murray oh. last night for an and one. Just blew right by him baseline. That was sick. when baseline and left room? hand on him
2: finished at the Finishing rim, took at the, the contact at the, at the beginning of the postseason. Second. I think it was, was Wilbon who said. Never seen a player develop a handle or, or some of these moves that we're seeing than Austin Reeves. And I remember me saying, oh, wow, he, it's right on the money. And it, for me, it was the only player I've ever seen develop a handle and develop an entire game during a season. Duncan Robinson just did it right in front of our eyes. And this time, deeper and deeper and deeper into the postseason as we went.
3: He did it in the playoffs, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and in the NBA like, Finals. He's pulling out new weapons.
0: This is why even when he's not hitting shots now, he has to be accounted for at all times. Oh, yeah. Not only is he going to stretch the defense, but now you run the risk of being beaten on the dribble pine.
2: It's it's amazing. Yeah, you're talking about how have you not figured out the Bam and the Duncan game. I, I, I don't think a team tries to figure it out. You're not afraid of it. It just well, happens to you. I, I
0: suppose now, though, we've seen enough of it That's where, right. I mean, think about it. Every team's been... Into submission by it, but if you're Denver,
2: if you're Denver, you invite it. It's like no, we don't need a game plan. Like I got this, this and then dates, all of a sudden the bucket goes in the net or it goes right in the net.
3: It just, because it dates back to the bubble. Like I remember, this is it yeah. started in a bubble. It like did where it start was in like yo, it's like though this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, and it has now developed to a point. And spoke Spo talks about it all the time, where it's like their chemistry is like next to none. I, I, I don't again. I just love to see it. I'm happy for him because I was, I too was one of the people that were out on Duncan Robinson after he got the contract, after he looked like he was a shell of himself. He never, he couldn't hit shots anymore. He was just
0: Duncan Robinson, the podcaster.
3: Yeah, he was a very, you know, a solid podcaster, a mediocre <laughs> yeah. podcaster. Uh-huh. You guys don't even remember the name of his podcast. You didn't. I had to help you.
2: No, I literally a, knew it. What is it right now then? The long shot. The long shot. Nice, nice, nice. I,
3: nice. I tried to tee it up to you and Ken didn't know it. I you just know, had like, a blank look on my yeah. face. I was disappointed, I was, and I was berated for trying to bring up Duncan Robinson's obscure co- podcast, by the way.
2: yeah, Which is probably no longer obscure. Uh, game three,
0: <laughs> 1-1. The Heat looking to go up in the NBA Finals. If you're headed down to Kaseya Center, you know how you should get there? On the train, that big yellow train. It is fast. It is stress-free. It is air-conditioned. It is Wi-Fi. It is snacked. It is drinked. It's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. The championship way to get down to see the heat vie for a championship is Brightline. Again, go brightline.com, free Brightline app with those premium seats. There's multiple options, but I tend to go the premium route because you have the lounges, the beautiful premium lounges in the stations, whether it's West Palm, whether it is Boca, whether it's Aventura, whether it's Fort Lauderdale, drinks, snacks. I drink the Pinot Noir, maybe have a little trail mix action. They've got plenty others and then you get on the train, it's the same thing. It's first-class service, but on the rails. You skip the traffic, you skip the brake lights, you skip the stress, and you get yourself down to Game 3 of the Heat and the Nuggets NBA Finals at Kaseya Center, walk a couple of blocks from Miami Central Station, then three trains leaving after the final buzzer. You can't miss. brightline.com, free Brightline app. brightline.com, free Brightline app. You can't miss, just like Duncan Robinson. When we come back... I think we need to talk a little bit about Jimmy Butler because this is not playoff Jimmy, and he's frustrating, but I still think he's playing winning basketball. And are Theo and I failures? We'll talk about it when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.